up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Novel Black Girl. It's your girl, Vaniqua Renee, and I'm here with my two lit chicks. Say hello to the people, everyone. Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Lilana, the tech girl who loves street. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Rosalyn. You know, I'm just out here loving, laughing, and living life. Come so on. we wanted to welcome you guys back. Happy New Year. It is 2021. We survived 2020. And we are kicking off the new year with an oldie but goodie. Um, we are talking about some love, some pain, some time by the wonderful J. California Cooper. This book was written way back in the 90s, but we all can definitely still relate. So definitely looking to, uh, forward to this conversation with you all for sure, because this book seems to be one, like one of those timeless books for sure that we can all relate to as women. Um, So for those of you who did not get to read the book, this book is structured um, into short stories. So it's several short stories. And it is not one of those texts where the short stories eventually interrelate with each other. They are literally separate stories about Black women. Um, Again, very relatable. So let's get into this conversation. So the first short story is Femme Fatale. Um, Just to kind of give an overview, this story is about a young lady who grows up in the woods with her parents and her grandmother, and her parents die when she's very young. So she um, finishes growing up with her grandmother, and when her grandmother dies, she moves to a bigger city um, to find love and get her personal life started. And she has many adventures trying to be this femme fatale woman. Um, that she sees on the TVs growing up. Um, so to kick us off, can you guys relate to the wonderful, well, Darlin, she changes her name to Darlin. Um, can you guys relate to Darlin's story? What part of her story stood out to you guys? I just really like this whole short story in general, to tell you the truth, from her parents' love to her grand, her grandma's relationship to her and her grandmother's relationship, even to her, the whole analogy of this road, like you're going to have to walk this road sooner or later. So you might as well get on out there and walk it. And along this road is your journey. And she really made the best out of it because the love that she had was gone short from her parents. And then her grandmother's love, that love she had, I feel like that's what kept her. Mm-hmm. And then um, eventually she was able to find her own story. Yeah. But I mean, it was just uh, one of those, it was a great way to start off the mm-hmm. book. There was so much sacrifice, but so much love in her story. So if you didn't read the book, her parents, um, they have like this log cabin in a convenience store and her dad gets in an accident with, um the logs and falls in like the water and the logs are on top of him and her mom tries to save him and instead of letting him go when i guess you kind of realize that moment of he's going to die this water is about to take him out she doesn't let go and so she ends up dying with her husband um and that's how she's stuck being raised by her grandmother and so then the sacrifice she makes when growing up is I'm not going to move from this small town because I'm going to be here for my grandma. She's the only family I have. Um, So then here's where I can relate. She meets this guy from high school who's like not the cutest guy, but he's nice. He's not her first choice. 
Um, he puts a ring on it, and then he dies. He has like a heart con- condition. Um, but she was like down for his cause. Can you guys date someone you're not attracted to? Because that was their situation. She was going to marry this man she wasn't physically attracted to, but he was nice. Um, I think that's a no for me. <laughs> it's a no for me, guys. Uh, it's a no. You can do guys. It's nice Because I came across some individuals that checked all the boxes except for looks. And I was like, I can't wake up to that every morning. Alana, I'm not going to be able to. Because for what I want in life, kids and all that, I can't look at you. And get in the mood to even want to have the kids and let alone let the kids come out looking like you. What if he had good sex and he just was unattractive in the face? Like he's a butterhead. Good penis, good sex. And you're just not a fan of his face. But how am I going to know it's good if I don't even get in the mood to want to have it? <laughs> Swagger. I don't know. <laughs> I have dated someone that I was not attractive to. He was not my type at all. Um, he was not my type in the face. His body type was not my type. And I was able to because his personality was bomb. He dressed really nice, smelled really good. Like he had all those things checked off. And so that worked for me. I will say I was not sexually active at the time. So maybe there would have been additional layers. if That was something that I needed. So I've done it. Could I do it again? I'd like to not have to do it again, Jesus. If listening. Yes. Yes. No thanks. Um, I don't know. I, in thinking back to my relationships, have not dated anyone that I was just downright like not attracted to. But there was someone that I would say wasn't like the cutest guy I've ever dated and I was all right with it. So I don't know if that's the same. Now, if he was just like, I look at him and I'm like, no, that ain't for me. I just can't see myself getting past that. Like, cause that's the first thing I see. And the first impression is going to be what makes the biggest impact on our relationship anyway. So if I look at you and I'm not like even remotely interested, then that just is what it is. Now, if we get to talking and your personality is great and you're kind and, you know, all the other boxes that you have that I would like you to have are there, I don't know. I just don't know. I think what helped her in the story and low-key what helped me when I did experience that is it started off as just a regular friendship and someone you knew and he wasn't courting her from the beginning. And so she got to see the other layers and the good side of him. And I will say that probably helped me too. Like I knew this person before I started ever dating him. We eventually dated, but I had already seen like the dope personality, the fun, all of that. Um, I don't know that I would have been able to have that same experience if he were just someone off the street trying to court me. Like that's one of those swipe lefts. You never had that's a chance. Situations, I do think it helped that they went to school together and she knew yeah. him and who he was. That's fair. I feel like there might also be a level of her that was like missing things. Right. She was missing some stuff. Like she had lost some great loves in her life in the form of her parents and stuff. And so did he come along before her grandma passed? He came before her grandma passed. Yeah. He did. He died before grandma. So I just think like when she lost her parents, there was a part of her that 
you know, I think maybe he helped feel. Which is literally my story. My daddy died, and then all of a sudden, I was dating this guy that I actually wasn't attracted to. But he was my little angel at the time. I always say that. He definitely helped me grow, grieve my dad. Yes. Um, but can we, can we? So then her life. I was going to. Can, right. oh, can go we ahead. rewind to her, her parents, though? Because I think it's worth mentioning. Like, her mom, like, dying with oh, her wow. husband is literally. Right. Yeah. Like, can we talk about that for a minute? Because would you do that? Would you die with your husband? No, not because because I it's not because of I wouldn't love him, but there's more to life to live. Like, yeah, that was a a huge part of me, but I can't negate the fact that we have a child. That yeah, I think the child is what would have made me like go. And I imagine in that moment, there could have been a conversation where he probably wanted her to like, no, stop. Like, I realize I'm about to die. You need to get up out of here. And so I imagine it would have been in that moment that it registered. I need to let go. But if I didn't have a child, I don't know that I would have let. That's a really tragic way to die, though. They had to have drowned. Like, you are intentionally. It depends on how you do that. You are intentionally drowning, though. That's like a slow like gradual death and I can't imagine doing that on purpose. It sounded like they got rushed away yeah, like by yeah, the current. In my in my head I see that I see the dad he fell. He trapped under out. a log. The wife is trying to yeah, the wife is trying to pull him oh, out. She gets wrapped up in the current too. Then they just fall off the edge of the waterfall. That's what I think happened in my head. I'm sure it's probably not. See but, in my head so none of us. Nah, bruh. Nah, I'm not holding up. Cause, but part of it, but no. most of it is because I don't want to die by drowning. Like, that sounds terrible. So if he was in front of a moving car, that would have, if it was a quick death, you might Maybe. Because I wouldn't have had time to move out the way. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just drowning like she had to have been sitting there holding on to her dying husband and then just slowly drowned as well that's like jack and rose on the titanic she watched this man freeze yeah. to death like that's being at peace with death right there that's sheesh. like okay lord i'm ready take me now i don't know man I don't know. but there was one uh i didn't get the page number but there was one section of this chapter when um, she's out on her own and she uh, is living in an apartment and her landlady, um, this is when she's changed her name to Miss Dawn. <laughs> um, so this is after a conversation uh, the landlady has had with her, basically reading her and telling her that this this life that you're leading, this isn't mm-hmm. you. She's like, I've been watching you. I, I see you and what you're trying to portray. This isn't who you are. And was basically encouraging her to get back to herself. So this is the day after they have this conversation. And uh, the landlady basically says, uh, you're going to find what you need, what you want. You're made of good stuff, girl. You got what it takes to take what you want when you find it. And that line right there, you got what you, you got what it takes to take 
what you want, but what you find. And I think we're all on this journey of finding what we need. And when we do find it, all we have to do is go after it. So that's, that just really stood out to me. And it's like, uh, don't feel bad, feel ready. And it's all about preparation because we can, we're always searching, but sometimes we're searching for things. And when we get it, we still don't, we're still not even ready for it. And we don't know how to handle it. So in that time of searching, it's also a time of preparation in which we need to prepare ourselves for whatever it is that we're seeking. And then once it all comes, I mean, all we have to do is literally walk into it. And I just thought that whole, just that one passage right there was just like, yes, okay. Yeah, because that's what is because that's what you are getting is ready and like all our journey. So even this in our 30s, you know, whatever it may be, we're getting ready because, honey, when it does come, she ready, as in the words of Tiffany. <laughs> so speaking of getting ready, when she first, so Wendell is the chunky boy from high school that she first gets engaged to. But when he first starts to decide to like cross that friendship line and go on dates. She talks about how she, as a femme fatale, got all done up, got her hair, her nails, and he came and he didn't do anything special. Like, she literally says, like, he came for a date, but it wasn't that special. He had his regular clothes on, like, he didn't look that great, and they had sex and it was bad. Um, And then she describes, like, they keep hanging out, and then one day he finally comes, and it's a more special date. Um, he takes her to a special restaurant and all of a sudden the sex is way better than it was the first time. Do you guys think that the date and how that date go can impact the sex to that degree? Like she described it in the story for you. Like, is it emotional for you all? Absolutely. I would say that there's, there's like, if a guy is like hyping it up, you know, y'all both get all done up and he makes you feel special, then I feel like everything that follows will also feel really special. Um, even if it's not sex, like I just feel like things, the, the vibe, the, the emotions, all of that can really be uh, pumped up based on how how everything else goes, all of the little things, whether he brings you flowers or not. It doesn't have to be flowers. Maybe he brings you a book that you said you wanted to read. Like stuff like that is super cute. <laughs> I feel like women yeah. really eat that up. And so if God I agree. It's like the I agree. Not necessarily the end goal of it being the night, the sex, but like the whole anticipation of it all. Like you, you thought about yeah. this. This wasn't just no, like, oh, let me go about doing the normal things. Like you, some thought, care was put into that. And that can just um, be a greater indication of what's to be had ahead. Right. Yeah, I think one of the things too, and this is going to sound really bad, but this is my truth. When I dated someone that I was not attracted to, he had to be on at all times. Right. Like you can't come around and your hair is not cut and you're doing no shave November, like none of that. Right. Because there's already this I'm not attracted to you physically. And I remember having like a visceral reaction. Like if you you don't have your hair cut, like what what's happening here? Or like he tried to get lops and it was like, nah, bro, we can't I can't we can't handle that stage together. Like you just need to keep your hair cut (laughs) because. As much as you're nice, et cetera, 
it throws you off. Like you have to be dressed to the nine, haircut, clean yeah. at all times if you're unattractive. Um, and so her describing this guy as the fat, frumpy guy she's not attracted to. And she's describing like his clothes being disgruntled and having threads hanging from them. Like, ugh, you just started me down here That's on this page. I totally yeah, understand for sure. where she. And she was anticipating that they, she was going to lose her virginity that night. Like, this is not what I wanted mm-hmm. to walk out to. <laughs> like, I had plans on yeah. giving you a part of me that I can't ever get back. And this is how you prepare for it. Like, I, I get it. I get it. And can you imagine losing your virginity and you're not horny and turned on? Like, you're not ready down there because you're not attracted to what's up here? Hurts even more. Like, it had to be an experience she did not enjoy whatsoever. Um, So I totally feel her. But I appreciate that they kept hanging out as friends. Right. She didn't give up on them. So could you, if you had a bad sexual experience with a guy, would you stay with them? Or try again? Is it all bad? Does he eat the box good? I got questions. I can't answer that without asking additional questions. <laughs> um, I got questions. See, when I dated someone I was unattracted to, I just remained a virgin. We just never crossed the line. It was easier to just like, well, I'm just be a virgin. That's easy. Um, so I got questions. Is it all bad, Alana? She- I mean, based on the story... It's bad for you. It, it doesn't. It's not up to your standard. She ain't had no standard. She was a <laughs> no. I'm talking about the question. It ain't about. It ain't about the character. We already know what she did. So uh, a guy, you're saying this unattractive guy has bad sex, or can he be attractive no. with bad? Sex? Unattractive. No, he's unattractive. And you were friends first, but then you guys cross this line and have sex, and it's also bad sex. Are you even still friends with him at this point? Oh, if it's, if it's a friend, we're just not doing that again. We can still be friends. You're not gonna not give him a second that. chance. No. Okay. No. no. All right. There's no need. We, there's no need. I'm uncomfortable thinking about this. She didn't have words. She just over here shaking her head. I hope you can see me. I am having a visceral reaction to this because I'm your friend too. I'm going to just be like, my hit up. That wasn't it. We tried. We crossed the line. Let's just act like that never happened and get back to this friendship. Exactly. And leave it at that. I probably wouldn't tell him it's because of the sex being bad because I don't think he can recover from that as a man and his ego being blown in that way. I don't know. I guess it depends on the guy, but I can't be in my guy's recovery. As a friend, as a friend, you need to let him know so he's not out there looking oh, crazy with that other women. It'd be good for no. someone else. It just ain't good. Ross, it's not okay. <laughs> can't tell. It's not okay. Can't tell this man I'm it was sure, hot check. I'm sure they would tell. I'm sure a dude would tell their... uh, They wouldn't. And I have proof from some of our mutual friends that they wouldn't. Because I've had two of my friends have had sex with each other 
And the guy in this situation said that her vagina felt like sandpaper to him and he never wanted to do it again. And he did not tell her. He simply went back to being her friend and kept things cordial. He's a mutual friend. Let's, let's poll our male audience. Would you? I need somebody to let me know. Would you, drop a comment. Would you tell would you want your homegirl that the cat was trash? Let us know. And home and I, mean, I just need to know what role oral sex plays in this conversation. Does he have oral no. sex? He didn't do it. Y'all didn't do it. Y'all didn't do it. Y'all didn't do it. That's a deal breaker in general. Oral sex has to be on because when your penis doesn't get the maybe y'all just didn't explore that. Y'all only had what sexual experience did we have for the first time? Y'all only had intercourse. That was it. I want it. You did wrong. <laughs> there, what I said. If you're going to do it the first time when you're supposed to be bringing out the big guns, oral needs to be part of that. Pattern. It wasn't about It wasn't about the big guns. It was like a very sensual. First time you get to hit this, you're supposed to be trying to impress. Partner, you got to. <laughs> Maybe Wendell was also a virgin. Like, who knows? I think in this story, I think I they do both too. were. Because by the way it was described, he didn't know what and he she, was doing. She did, was just, and he went. He wasn't getting a hold. And she did he say he went up. and talked to some like older men and got some advice or something. He did. Yeah. Shout out to him because if you don't suck in bed, at least figure that thing out. I appreciate him. Thanks. Charlamagne the guy said he read a whole book when he needed to figure that thing out. See, but you wouldn't give your friend a second chance to find out if he figured it out. Not if he's fat and ugly to me. I'm good. We already tried to overcome some boundaries. <laughs> if he was attractive and things were just going really well, sure. But you already unattractive, bro. Oh, right? Lord. I don't even want to ride your face. Because I could get it done myself if I get to ride your face. But if you're ugly, I don't even want to sit on you. Okay, fast forward to the to the attractive man shoot. Yes. So her life changes. She moves to the city after her grandma dies. And she is what I this is first of all, this is my kind of girl. She chooses her apartment based off the one the building with the single men Thanks. in there. And Thanks. then the landlord to put me between the two single men. So she's got a man in door number four. She's door number five. And she's got another single man in door number six. So she goes in and she puts all this effort into looking good, smelling good, making sure her apartment smells like good foods coming up out of there because she's trying to get them to eventually ask her out on the date. And eventually she gets door number six or Hudson. He asks her out on a date. He's the cuter one, the buffer one. And he has terrible sex. <laughs> and then we've got Roland, who's kinder and like interested in her and takes note of the details. But she, at first, is not as attractive to him. She describes him as like skinny and scrawny. Have you guys made that mistake before of getting a little too shallow and going for the cuter guy and then the cuter guy's the douchebag? Absolutely. Ross, have you made that mistake? Uh, no. They, they. I usually don't like those type of dudes because I don't want to be worried about you going off with somebody else. Yeah. You can blame it on you can blame it on the insecurity. Hey, listen, that's sex. I Um, I usually don't go for the pretty guys anyway. That's just not my type. 
But like I said, I'm the girl that ended up dating the ugly guy for a few years. So I just, I go more off of the feelings. The Gemini in me gets over the physical attraction real quick. So I have not found myself in that. I have dated the, the cute guy who was, we did just fine. Like we dated for years. I've dated the cute guy who was an asshole. I've dated the cute guy who wasn't that great in bed. Like we've, we've done it. I've done it. <laughs> done it. But they've all been cute though. I've dated a not so cute guy. We did just fine too. Like, I don't know. We've, I mean. But have you chosen, have you been in a situation where you chose based off of more shallow reasons? Like one person over the, the other. one, the one that shall not be named was definitely chosen for sh- very shallow reasons because in my opinion he was fine fine like tall dark muscular all of that like but then we also got along really well like vibe. we watched basketball played basketball together like a bunch of stuff but he was an asshole mm-hmm. then we have a situation where she learns a very valuable lesson from her neighbor. I can't remember her neighbor's name. What was it? No, I don't. I remember looking. I don't remember her name. I just call her the landlady. Oh, yeah, that's right. Miss Mimi is the landlady. So she gets advice from Miss Mimi, the landlady, who says, like, you worried about Hudson and all the wrong things, and you're doing all the wrong things to try to attract a man. And, like, calls her on a BS. Like, I know what you're trying to pull here, and you're not doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, And so she says, like, you've even decorated your house a certain way. And, like, if that's you to the core, keep it that way. But if not, like, you just need to bring your best self to the table um, and then pay attention to Roland. Like, he may not be the big muscular guy, but he is the nicer guy. Like, he's trying to get his daughter back. So Roland had... um, slept with someone she had a kid and gave the kid up without talking to him so he was in the process of getting his kid back and she wasn't paying Roland any mind um and so it wasn't until Miss Mimi kind of called her out on doing all the wrong things to get a guy to notice her have you guys been there where you're doing the most to be noticed by a crush or just men in general no no I ain't I ain't, got I ain't never. I never. I don't know. I feel like you guys were young and like kids, like yeah. in high school. I didn't go to school with no. boys, so I don't know what that nope. was like. But. I never. I was never that person. I mean, I was the. Yeah, I was just never that girl. Like, I no. If, if you, yeah, I just no. Yeah. I ain't had the time nor Facts. the money. The money is the big thing. Pay. I ain't had the money. My parents was not out here sh- giving me money for all kinds of super nice stuff. My little YMCA job wasn't paying me enough to go buy no new Jordans or nothing. Like it just wasn't, that just wasn't ever a priority for me in that regard. Like when guys were, when they liked me, they just liked me because of whatever. Like I never put on an air. I never tried to dress extra nice or smell extra nice or I just didn't like that. Exactly. Like if they liked me, right. they liked me. It would be like, oh, she who? Right. That was usually what it was. Basketball. I can't say never in my entire life. I've never done anything with the intention of impressing someone, um, especially as a kid. Like I, I remember when I started wanting to wear perfume, um, and like it was the difference between me and the other middle schoolers because just walked in smelling good as ever. 
Um, or it was, it was very simple for me. Um, but there were definitely things that I wanted to do. Um, so I was a dancer and of course it made sense. My mom would tie up my hair to go to dance school, but I have very long hair and my little crush at dance school loved when my hair was down, would touch it. It would be like one of the only times he touched me. Um, and like, it felt like he noticed me. So I definitely like mom put the ponytail, but like, let the hair be out. Don't bun it or just silly things like that. I've definitely done that thinking of a crush or whatever. Um, not as an adult as much. Um, now I will say like, I'm, I guess you could say presentable, not, not in a, I don't know how to explain, but like going out, it's like, okay, I'm going to look a certain way. I'm not going to be walking around in my house coat and my hair wrapped <laughs> going out. In my house coat. Such so, I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, you're not going, if you, if you're trying to get somebody's attention, you're going to present yourself a certain yeah. way. You're going to. I'm not going to wear my paint and jeans. Instead of my, you know, good going out jeans to make my butt look good. Like, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's just in general. Even going out with your girls, though, you, you be like, you know how you always show up like, oh, you out here trying to get chose. So like, I mean, you just going, you just want to look cute, even if it is for yourself. And mm-hmm. if somebody just happens to notice it. But I don't know. be out here decorating my house a certain way, trying to make sure that when the guy come over. Well, I mean, that's probably the simple things they did without social media and other ways of being. I mean, it's fair, but I just have never. But is a guy really even going to notice that, though? They did, though. It worked. It was the, it was the food stuff that she was doing. Like, she, what she said, she put a bowl, a pot of boiling water with some. Onions I, mean, I was like, yes, honey, come on. <laughs> she put onions and something else in it to make it smell good without wasting her food. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, it's so real, and it definitely worked. Like they were interested because of the smell coming from her apartment, and knowing that they want a wife or girlfriend who can cook. She made sure they could smell. She was in there throwing down. It worked. But I just say I'm saying I could not see myself doing that much to get. I don't think we live in a day and an age where we have to do. But I. I'm saying even if I think of the equivalent of whatever that might be, like taking suggestive pictures and putting it on Instagram, I'm not doing that either, right? Like it's just certain things that I'm just not doing. And I feel like guys tend to gravitate to me because of things that I'm interested in. Like because I'm so laid back and down to earth, I feel like that tends to be what gravitates. At least the guys that I've dated, that's what has been the case. Exactly. Right, it's hard. Yeah, that's real. The most attractive guys that I have attracted have been on my way. Yeah, right. So I've learned. I ain't got to do that much. (laughs) So I'm not. (laughs) Facts. I don't have to do that much. I enjoy doing that much for me. Like, I like looking in the mirror and be like, you're you bad. Also, play with makeup. Like, that's just my fun, sweet spot. So they just get the benefit. So speaking okay. of makeup, what would uh, Fem- what is her name? A femme fatale. Femme fatale. Well, what what's, what's her look color? What what's she looking oh, like? Bomb red. <laughs> she's got to be like Ariana red for sure. Okay. Like I think 
I think what Miss Mimi is trying to say though is don't clown out. Like some people wear the red mix, the red lipstick and like crazy yeah. eyeshadow, and now all of a sudden you look like a clown. I think what Miss Mimi is saying is like do the more subtle, glowy, dewy look, simple, beat face, and your nice red pop of a lip. Like what's her hairstyle? Our podcast stylist. <laughs> I, I can't remember. Does she have like? What, did they describe her hair? She had, I she had long, long hair. hair down her back. Oh, yeah, because they tried to cut it. And she was like, yeah. trim my end. Oh, yeah, so she just rock out. Let that hair loose. Big hair, I, red lips. I like that she, she would wear the goddess braid. I think that had a touch yes. of elegance for her. So you have the goddess braid, then with the red lip out here. And she was, and they said she was healthy. This was out here healthy. She was than a snooker out here with long right. hair. I'm here for it. And her name was Roscoe. They was wild for naming her after her daddy like that. They named that baby Roscoe May. <laughs> Roscoe May. Uh, yeah, she still kept it. Which I'm cute. like, all power to you. She made it even longer. She did Darlin' Roscoe May Lee. That's like, cute. I don't. Mm. I'm not that. naming it. That's like naming my kid, my girl, like Marcus or something. Like, there are some names that it works. I can see yeah. some names. I always like the name. But Roscoe, no. <laughs> yeah, Roscoe may didn't help. Like, Roscoe may Lee just pointed out that you really tried to. And y'all are really country. <laughs> mm hmm. Uh, Troy yeah, is a cute. Troy is a cute unisex name. I I give you that because I love crooked. Yeah. It's my move. There are several unisex names. I prefer unisex Me too. names for a girl. Me too. Um, but Roscoe ain't ain't Roscoe one of those. Is not one. <laughs> mm -mm. Um, one of my favorite things from this chapter is when she describes her marriage. So she gets married to mm -hmm. Roland, and at the end of the chapter, she describes like. Um, she said, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, I'm a wife. I pamper him, and I have no set rooms for him because he makes his rules for himself. And then Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, I do whatever I want, pamper me, and he cooks, um, and I lounge around. I just thought that was the dopest description of, like, a partnership yeah. and marriage ever. Um, that was like, hashtag goals. Yes, girl, because I'm not the girl cooking every day. Yeah, that's that's balance right there. That's a because did they end up having kids? Yeah, they had two kids. they had a daughter. She's pregnant at the end of it. Yeah, so that that's balance right there. It's like okay, we can come together, but we still are able to do our own thing, and that's key because even it even if it's just you go to the man cave, I go read somewhere like. You got to have your own space to do your own thing. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's definitely a dynamic I would want with whoever my partner is because I am just not going to be the old school traditional wife mm -hmm. cooking several days a week. Like, I don't do that for myself now, and I don't anticipate doing that. For my I can't husband. see myself being barefoot and naked. I don't think I have the personality for that. I can if I, I have to do the extreme. If I'm genuinely not working anymore and you have set up a life where I can be the home mom, because one, I'd love to be that as the teacher in me. Um, 
I'd love that. If I could homeschool and then just have dinner ready, but I'm not doing both. I'm not about to be an educator working for coins and then you want to come home to dinner and then you want me to be there for the kids. I ain't doing all that. Uh, I want a nanny. So regardless if I'm working or not, if I got a job, I want a nanny. If I don't got a job, I still want a nanny. But is your nanny doing the cooking? Uh, I don't know. I ain't thought that far. I just know I want a nanny. <laughs> I just want a cleaning lady. So that you can do the cooking? Or are you just... I could I could see... I don't know. Maybe if there's a balance and we split it. Like some days I do it. Some days she does it. A cleaning lady would be clutch too. But the nanny cannot go front. Yeah. I just need a cleaning lady. I really lady. just want somebody to do my laundry in real life. Because... I'm okay with being in charge of dinner. I just want you to know it's not going to always be a home cook. Like, I don't mind your husband saying, and I want to come home and we have dinner, or you've ordered dinner, or you've decided that we're going to Friday tonight. <laughs> like, as long as you know, I'm hungry. sis is not always cooking. As long as my husband knows, I have a dinner planned. Always fine. That's fair. <laughs> totally down. That's fair. That. I just need you to know I'm not always cooking it every day. I'm okay with having it. That's real. I know there, I've heard this. I'll know it by experience, but there are guys who be like, I don't even want leftovers. And I'm like, no, that's, that's, yes, there are those. That is not the husband I need. (laughs) I was just about to say, somebody better like leftovers, at least for honey. All of that, because that's the type of stuff I'm okay with. Because I, Right. Who do y'all right. serve first, the husband or the children? What'd you say? Husband. Well, God. Who do you serve first? When oh, you serve first? Oh. Who do you serve first, your husband or your children? A husband. Yes, in theory. But I feel like we all just about to be passing. Yeah, in theory. That's what, in theory. I feel like we all going to sit down together and pass these dishes around and put the shit on our own plates. <laughs> <laughs> So the table's going to be set. Yeah, more in the vein of the table going to have everything out. We all going to sit down and then, you know. Okay. But the husband gets gets the first spoonful of everything or whoever. The biggest pizza, chicken, all of that. Like, cool. No problems. (laughs) But am I making your plate every time? I don't don't know. Probably not. I just don't. If I was. See, I don't mind. I don't mind it. I I just don't think I'm gonna do it every day. Like if I do it, I might. That's that's part of. I think it's almost attractive to me in my head. Like I I would want even if I ordered Fridays and I'm unpacking (laughs) Fridays, boo. I'm gonna make a little plate of Fridays first. (laughs) Now I will say, like my my parents do that. Like my I was like, dang, you warming up his food? He right there. He can't do it. Yeah, I I think that's just sexy. I like to, but I'm the caterer type. Like I like taking care. If we're at a barbecue, I will make your plate. Like to me, that's just like. See, I don't have problems doing it. I just know that. If I'm making myself a plate, I will probably make you a plate also. But if we're just sitting down at the table and like the spread is on the table, I'm not about to make your plate oh, that's and make my plate. Yeah, that's like if yeah. everything's in the kitchen and I'm like, hey, I just finished dinner, I will put your plate together. No problem. But every every setting in my head does not mean. I, I'm not doing the spread unless it's Thanksgiving. I already know Got what it. I think. I start packing stuff in Tupperware. 
<laughs> while I'm cooking and cleaning. Like pizza night. So I'm, I'm not spreading. I'm like I'm not making a plate when it's pizza night. Like, what's <laughs> happening? Your plate of pizza. Because we're going to be at the table. I want, when I am a mother and a wife, I want us to sit at the dinner table and eat dinner together. Every now and then, I don't mind us sitting in front of the couch watching TV eating dinner, but I want that dinner table. I agree. When I was in a relationship and lived with him, we made sure we sat at the dining table to eat. And when we did that, his role was to set the plates out, get the cups, get the drinks going. And I made his plate and my plate and walked to the dining table with our plates. That was the dynamic every single time, which is how I kind of know I'm okay with that. And that's like my gut reaction to dinner mm-hmm. and plates I'm going to make for him. I yeah, I need, to, I need to do better with that. Even <laughs> myself, I, I sit, I don't sit at the table. Oh, I see. And we didn't do that when I was growing up, but. I guess it would be nice. I enjoyed when we did it when we were growing up. We didn't always do it, but when we did, I enjoyed it. And then, like, when I was in a relationship, we would do it every now and then as well, so. Oh, we always did it. I mean, we didn't always. I still do it by myself. No. Um, That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. My mom also didn't have a husband, though, so maybe she just set up her house how she wanted it. I don't know. Because both of you came from families where a guy was there also. A guy. <laughs> yes. I think, I mean, I think it's still well. Not a guy. Husbands were there. I mean, like, like before my mother got married, the house was. Uh, her. Yeah. And I, I feel like, I feel like their house still is her. The only thing is like, my stepdad may just be like, oh, I don't like that furniture. Let's get some new. Or. I don't know. As long as he got his recliner. <laughs> I feel like my dad picks People out like, the furniture more than my, like, certain furniture. So, like, dining room furniture, my mom picks yeah. out. Living room, like, seating type stuff, my dad tends to pick out. It's really weird now that I think about yeah. it. I've yeah. never yeah. thought about it until just now. Yeah, like, they were sending me pictures and everything. They're like, oh, my gosh, Rosalyn, we just painted the, the siding, and we got a blue door. Don't you think this works well? I'm like, and we got a mailbox. I'm like, y'all sitting around talking about mailboxes? Y'all over. That's adorable. They're happy. They are sitting around and the conversation they are privileged to have is simply about the mailbox. Exactly. And that's what I said. I said, I can't wait for the day when the only care I have is what kind of mailbox. And what color our new door is going to be. Because that sounds fantastic. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. And those are your dope. <laughs> like my parents are slowly but surely like fixing up the house, especially now that my dad is retired. He's doing a lot of it on his own. And so like they're trying to figure out what kind of back- backsplash they're going to get for their kitchen now. And I'm just like, wow, wow, <laughs> this is this is what life is coming. I do that on TV shows, though. I'm like, y'all should go with this backsplash. It's not my house, though. So if your dad's doing his own backsplash, I'm gonna need his help over here at my. Listen, residence. call, call him up because he don't be doing nothing but working on little projects. He don't do and golfing. Like that's it. Oh. That's it. All right. Well, speaking of houses, the next story: do-it-yourself rainbows. Another black woman that we were able to meet that kind of took matters into her own hands. Um. So Alberta. 
was a part of a foster system um, after her parents died. And she had a really terrible foster mom, especially the older she got. When men started to like her, the foster mom tried to t- started to treat her even worse. Um, and one of the neighbors took notice of her. He was 35 at the time when she was 15, and he decided, I want to marry her. Um, and so he marries her. She doesn't get to experience this whole love and courting. Um, she's basically just handed over to him. Um, he takes care of her. Um, he buys a house. He pays the bills, etc. And eventually he dies by the time she's in her early 40s. And she decides because she has never had love or an orgasm that she is going to start dating around and kind of take charge of her dating life. She is in New Orleans and decides, I'm going to go where the hoes are. Literally, y'all, I'm not making this up. She's going where the hoes are because she knows the single men are where the hoes are. So she decides to go to the French Quarter at the time where all the prostitutes are out. And she gets dressed up each night, goes to the French Quarter and waits to meet some single man. And she does this for a few months. And eventually a man who owns a store in the quarter sees her and is like, what are you doing out here? Um, and one day he gives her a ride home and literally gives her a butt whooping and is like, stop being in the French Quarter trying to be chose. Like, stay your butt home. She stays home for a few weeks and then she goes back to the French Quarter, sees this man again. Eventually he keeps driving her home. They fall in love and have this beautiful um, love story. So we kind of discussed earlier, we ain't, we, we're not the group where we're doing the most to try to find a man, apparently. <laughs> But could you see yourself falling in love with the good old Cece, who's the one that literally beat her butt at first and then decided, okay, I'm going to start to date her. And then they fall in love and get married. Could you fall for Cece? I would be terribly afraid that he would hit me again. And that would be enough for me to say no. Oh, no. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could. Agreed. I'm like the first impression is a is a it's big, a big red flag. But he beat her because he wanted her to be safe, and she wasn't listening. He literally spanked her. Like, pull your pants down. I'm gonna spank your booty. He didn't like slap her in the face. He literally was like, "You are in a place. This quarter is not safe." And because she kept being stubborn and giving these rebuttals, he eventually literally pulled her pants down and popped her. She grown. No sir. <laughs> No, sorry. Look at Renee over here. Like, I think I would have liked that. (laughs) (laughs) So y'all couldn't have married Mm -hmm. Cece. Missed that chance. Well, bypassing all of that, no, because Cece did have things in order, though. Like, he did. um, Like, if that wasn't our first meeting, then yeah, because Cece had. Businesses, investments, and the shop, and was oh, he had his stuff going on. Like, yeah, because he was a he had it together. He had a whole storefront. He had the illegal gambling in the back. You know, he was pulling in extra cash from that. He had a nice car. <laughs> he drove her home. He made sure she was safe. He just gave a little butt whooping. A little butt whooping? No. That sounds belittling. But you have been Cece's friend? He sounds like he belittled her. I don't like that. I just can't get past it. Do not pull my pants down and spank me like I'm a child. No, I've grown. 
I can't get past it. Wow. I can't. Whatever the case may be, her and Cece ended up living happily ever after. When she married him, they traveled the world. They did a three-month honeymoon so she could see that the world. That sounds fantastic. Sounds He died, though. Um, but she had her orgasm. She knew what love felt like. And she had her It sounds like if that's what God has in store for me, I'm going to miss it. Because... Well, her reflections are he saved her life. Like she later realized just how dangerous the places were that she was sitting in at That's nighttime. Fair. And just like him coming to her rescue to say, like, this isn't safe. You need to get off of these streets. Because um, this was like dressed to the nine, gloves on and everything. Like way back then, you know, the white gloves on your hand. Like she was ready to go for church out here on these streets. I feel like there was probably says, like, another way for him to go about doing that. I don't know. It's a different time too, though. So maybe in the fifties. Right. Apparently, back then that was totally acceptable behavior. Not from no stranger. He wasn't no stranger. He was pulling up, checking on her. Get your butt in this car. Let me drive you home. (laughs) Renee, that would not fly in this. That's what I'm saying. Like in this day and age. No, maybe not. Say some man walked up to you like, why are you out here at the Burlington every day? <laughs> some man that I've seen every day because I'm in this inappropriate place. I know what store he owns. Like by the time he drives her home, she describes like, I trust him and I know he's not crazy because we've done this a few times. And he's just trying to say like, get your life together and get out the hood at night. Like, what are you doing? So if that man who's cute with some coins and all of that, and I'm looking for a husband, decides to give me a little tap-tap. He also sound like he's about 20 years older than her, too. No! I'm, no! I think they were the same I understand. Age, it sounds like he's older. It sounds yeah. like he is. And I would be like, no. Well, that's her little story. It sounds like you guys would not have done I would have missed. I would have missed out on my soulmate. Would have missed your blessings. All because of a little clapping on the booty. <laughs> I'd be like, "Sir, what are you? What are you doing? Let me out my. Let me out this car. Gotta go. <laughs> I, gotta go. I wouldn't have went back to the quarter though. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> she went. She went for like three weeks without going back there, and then she ended up back there again. And he was just like, let me drive you home each night, at least. When he closed up his stores, he would drive her home. And that's how they built their little friendship and fell in love. So he could have did that without spanking her, and then I would have been cool. (laughs) (laughs) You get caught up on the spanking. (laughs) It is. It's so weird. Like, why did you do this? That's not getting caught up. That is a vital... Information. Y'all can relate to the black woman in the next story. So we meet this woman who's married to Cliff, and she's happily married to her husband. Except there's one time where Cliff gets a little jealous, and he kind of spies on her talking to her male coworkers and thinks that she's being a little too flirtatious. And when she gets home, Cliff slaps her so hard she pees her pants, and she decides that she has to let her husband know. 
this ain't that. I am not the wife that you're going to put your hands on. So she waits till Cliff falls asleep. And she pours boiling water on him. And she literally describes how she thinks through how not to burn him too much, but to let him know you're not about to put your hands on me. Would you go that far in your marriage? Or is that a deal breaker if he slaps you out of jealousy? That was a flag. He's getting hot grits and grease, not no boiling water. Because you want to burn him and in your marriage? Or you want to burn him bad enough that he remembers and keep your marriage? Just a reminder that you not this ain't what it is, and you ain't gonna be putting your hands on nobody. So you're gonna permanently burn him, your husband. Well, no, I pr- I probably just burn him on like a leg you or something. Grits. grits are gonna stick and leaves, then pull some skin off with it. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna mess with his face. Just his. Legs. She gotta look at his face, bro. <laughs> yeah, I still gotta look at. So him. you want to mark him for sure. Mm-hmm. She said this so calmly, like. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> because if he does leave, somebody else is going to come around and be like, ooh, what happened? Well, I hit my ex-wife. Oh, you hit people? That's going to start a whole other conversation. <laughs> Ross is crazy. I'm disturbed. <laughs> She said it's so uh, yeah, yep. That's exactly. I wanted to leave a mark. Yep. <laughs> what? Alana, would you have done the same? Would that have been a deal breaker and grounds for divorce? Like, where would you stand with your husband cheating on you? So, it sounds like there were probably some flags before they got married that should have prevented her from marrying this man. She loved him. They were happy. She literally describes it as that was a moment where he had to work. No. I'm talking about prior to the smack, and it sounded like he was a little controlling and jealous, and that would have come up prior to them getting married, and I wouldn't have been for that because I've been there, done that too. I don't think so. I really think this is one of those, like, Chris Brown, Rihanna, I snapped, and oh my gosh type moments. She was at the bus stop, and he saw a man, right? Well, she kept talking and being, I think she kept, it was one of those, she probably was, you know how people say they have like a work husband, work wife. It sounded like it was one of those situations. And so one day he went to see for himself what this interaction looks like with her male coworkers. And when he saw it, it was like, oh, hell no. And so when she caught home, it was like, fuck, don't be uh, like that. Still too much, too far yeah. still. Um, but because they were married, I feel like my reaction would be different. If we were not married and he put his hands on me, Absolutely not. You're it's a wrap. Go, but because they're married, I feel like my reaction would be a little different. I would have probably done something similar to her, like, "Boy, you're not about to put your hands on me ever again, and you're gonna learn the hard way." And he gonna learn the hard way. Now I don't know if I'm as what crazy his- as Roz, where I'm about to throw grits and make sure it leaves the mark and all of that stuff. So if we do ever get divorced, his next wife can be like, "This is." reaction so let's say alana your husband does this and you do whatever you do to teach him his lesson and he has the reaction that cliff had so cliff literally was just like oh dang okay she taught me and like let's get up let's clean these sheets off and they stayed up all night talking and cuddling like he literally just got his act together and realized she ain't the one that's about to be getting i it. feel like How the only reason it? he knew that is because she methodically planned out this attack on him like at that point, you know this woman is crazy. Yeah. Because in the moment that you smacked me and I peed on myself, 
if I have enough self control to wait until you are sleeping, boil some water. And he grabs booty and tries to get some. By the way, like she's cleaning the dishes and he gropes her butt and she's like, "I realize he's trying to have sex." Like he really thought he was gonna get some. Right. That. Like I just feel like at that point that she waited it all this time to do this to you. You knew she was crazy and not to be tried. Like you knew she was crazy. He had no choice but to be like, "I'm sorry. Let's clean this up." I will never do that again because the next time she going to kill you, <laughs> you are tripping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely think putting your hands on me is a deal breaker, husband, or not. I can't live in fear like that yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. And I think once you do it one time, regardless of whether you knew it, never do it again, and whether I got revenge, I'd still be living in fear. Yeah, that's that true. Point. Especially since she genuinely wasn't doing anything inappropriate. Like she wasn't right. having an affair. Obviously, in some random temporary emotion you had led you to hit me. And so now I'm going to always be afraid because I didn't actually even give you a reason. That's fair. To hit me. Um, and so that's why it would have been a deal breaker. Um, but fast forward for her little story, she gets married two more times. So she meets Colin after Cliff dies. And Colin, she meets like in a diner. And they build like this friendship and they quickly get married. They're old at this point. But then Colin switches it up on her. Once he moves into her house, he gets controlling. And she decides, I'm not Colin. We get a divorce. And like her friends are asking like, for real, you're going to get a divorce at your age? Um, Because Colin's like, you know, I want my dinner ready and my shirt Mm -hmm. ironed. Um, So she divorces Colin, kicks him out. And then she gets cute for the church revival. And she meets up with Randolph. And Randolph is like someone who went to high school with her way back when that she barely remembers, but he's always been fond of her. And they get married and she realizes she loves Randolph more than she even ever loved Cliff. Um, so let's talk about Church Bay. <laughs> we find a bay in the church or not, right? It's, it's, the, it's the revival. <laughs> like, that means giving life. For you. $125 on her outfit. Come revival. on. You know, church revivals back then, Shoot. especially if it was a tent revival, you had to show out. If it was a tent revival. Yes. I feel like they like that now, especially because you know the visiting churches is coming and you know homeboy from the visiting church going to be there, drummer, whoever he is. So you definitely be, it's like them, them cogent convocations. They be dressing mm-hmm. Well, especially at yeah, the Kojic aim. Shoot, you bet you gotta step out, honey. Have y'all been in church? Sure. Saw someone attractive and had to like focus Absolutely. on God and not this Absolutely. Is that happening Yeah, you'd be like, you'd be like, who that? Oh, never mind, Lord. <laughs> there are times when we have like a guest pastor or I watch a pastor, and I'm like, okay, God, let me just get this out out of the way. Exactly. You did a good job on him, and it was distracting. So my prayer is, you get me focused on the work. I have fine. a thing for musicians, so if a, it's a musician that mm-hmm. he's fine, I'm just like, Lord, forgive me, get me together. Especially if they, especially if they are drumming yes. or bass Oh my gosh! No, Roz, remember the musician from our church, the light skinned man, the saxophone. Beautiful. He is one of those. When I'm in church, I have to make sure I don't look at him because my mind goes on a complete tangent. Like I be trying to see, like, is there a ring on his finger? I mean, I go back and forth each time. Like, I think he's married. 
No, today I don't see it. I don't think he's married. Oh, God. He is stunning. There's something about a church musician that gets me every time. I don't know. I don't even, it's just men in church get me. I Listen, I'm men in church, it's like men in church, yes. And then like men in ministry in church. And then it's like the musicians in church for me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but probably because I'm so drawn to music that I know that if you can worship like that, I don't know, it just does something. It just exactly. does something to me. Like if my future husband yeah, is a keyboard player or a drummer, I'm, Yes, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Any type of creative. Fair, fair. It don't even matter. You could be in the pews across from me. If I spot you, I'm like, God, keep me focused on the word because he's yes. beautiful. Like, and then I sit there and focus on like, show me your left hand. Show me your left hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I've God. gotten better. The ring's once I see your wedding ring, it helps me because I don't want anyone else's That's man. Fair. But the moment I'm like, what? is that hand empty? Let me go <laughs> make sure. Then you gotta see. But then too, you still gotta see who they sit next to. Be like, okay, did is that the problem? Is not your wife. You said what? It's not your wife. I don't. I don't go that deep. <laughs> no, but you know, some people just don't wear rings. Fair. I have seen me. I have seen men not wear yeah. rings. Some people don't wear their wedding rings. Like ever? Like they don't even have the wedding band shadow? Like, yeah, some they just don't wear them. Like they wore they wore when they got married and then somewhere around the way they don't wear it at all. No husband is attractive. Please make sure he wears a wedding band. Like oh, my what? husband is wearing a wedding ring. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely yeah. wearing a wedding ring. Guys too. This is insane, the fact that people Yeah. Are. And like I may not wear the nice one all the time. Like if I'm working out, I'll get one of those rubber ones, but maybe. I can't you gonna tat it, everything. I'm down for it all. You wanna tat your ring? Yeah. yeah boo, do it. Do it But I still want you to wear a wedding ring even with a tattoo. Because if yeah. you're a chocolate man. You got to get real close to him before you can see that. And that's too close if you're trying to read his way. Exactly. So I need him to have a ring. I don't know. All right. So the last one, there were other stories in this novel, but. That's um, a lot of good ones. The last story, let's talk about. This was a very interesting one. Somebody for everybody. Um, What are the names of the characters in this story? Uh, Kissy. And Buddy, I think. Do you want to give the, yeah. the here's an overview of the story? Uh, okay, so short synopsis, essentially. Uh, Kissy is a small town girl who had moved to Chicago trying to find love because she had this problem where her vagina was large. Like, it's just been like this her whole life. She's trying to save up some money to go have surgery to fix this issue because she just can't find love because every time she tries to be intimate with a man, it just, you know, causes all kind of issues. She can't feel nothing. They can't feel nothing. It's just a mess. So um, 
Anyway, she's living in Chicago, can't find love, hasn't saved up this money for her surgery, is really sick of being in Chicago, so she moves back to her small town. Well, in her small town, a man from the city has also moved there, and he has an issue as well where he is like very, very blessed in his area as well. So he's apparently got a very large penis and is having trouble with his love life because no woman wants to be intimate with this man because, you know, they don't want them problems, basically. And so, right. And so they don't want to end up like Kissy. (laughs) Anyway, so um, Buddy and Kissy cross paths with a little bit of help from uh, the narrator of this particular story, who is a Greyhound driver and knows both of them. Like she's friends with Buddy, also friends with Kissy. And so she's kind of orchestrating them crossing paths because she knows about both of their issues and thinks maybe it might work out for the both of them. And so um, they cross paths, Buddy's a cab driver. He's super nice, super giving. And this is to more than just Kissy, but to all of the people in this small town. He's super nice, always helping somebody out. Um, Particularly a lot of women too, they use him for all of these things he does for them and his kindness. So uh, Kissy is basically like, look, man, you need to get this together if you're going to try to pursue me in any way. Save your money. Stop helping all these people all the time. And then come to me more presentable. Because basically he was like not taking care of himself, not keeping himself up, like living in a very small apartment and just like not doing much for himself. And so she's like, get yourself together and then we can maybe talk. So he does all of these things. They start dating, start courting, basically start falling in love. And eventually it's time for them to have sex with each other. And there's like these fireworks because now they both have found somebody where they just fit each other. Like he's big enough for her. She's big enough for him. (laughs) It just like works out. And essentially, they live happily ever after, I guess. And so, uh, yeah, it was a very, very interesting story. And uh, glad. You all the biggest buddies of the world. <laughs> yes, buddy. I'm never going to unhear that name now with reference to a penis. Like, now I feel like if I experience a good penis, I'm going to call it buddy. Oh, goodness. How you doing there, buddy? <laughs> or if I'm talking about a penis to you all and don't want to say penis or if we're in public, that buddy. Yes. Y'all gonna know yes. Codename Buddy from now on. Codename Buddy. How was that? How, how, how's your buddy doing? That that buddy good? Did he get a butt? Does he have yes. a buddy? <laughs> Not every penis is worthy of the buddy. <laughs> Facts. Is it a buddy or not? Is the question of 2021. <laughs> I just can't imagine being in her position. Huh? Oh, I said, ahead. I can't imagine being in her position. I would have like, who, child? Kizzy or Kizzy? Kizzy, I don't know. I couldn't. We'd have to stitch that bad boy right. back up. Yeah, so. try to do something. Immediately. 
But you just take it as Jesus literally made you ready for your husband that he had fit for you. Literally so there fit. You go. <laughs> literally. Like, yeah. Would you guys, can you imagine being the other woman on the receiving end of Buddy's big penis? Like, would you guys run away from it like Absolutely they did? not. <laughs> I am not ready. She said, I got this. Alana said, we're going we to figure it out. But people really get injured. Like, you're I mean, flipped. yeah, like, if it was that bad to the point that I'm about to. You don't know until you try it. Right. I'm going to try it. He's going to risk having your uterus flip, tilted. We can, all figure, we can figure all of that out. Roz, are you going to try it? Would you attempt to try the buddy if you saw it? I don't know. I, we can try. I mean, never say I don't know. Mm. That just hurt thinking about it. it I think I'm, I'm with Alana. I would try. There's a few other things I would try to because I'm silly. Um but I think I would take a competitive approach. Like, I just want to see if I can. I don't know. I've had some very healthy individuals. Mm-hmm. And if it's bigger than that, I might be a little scared at first. But I'm going to try it. <laughs> yeah, I've had to ease into right. some. Ease onto some and then it turned out to I've be had... magnificent. So, like. Yeah. But I will say I have had, I've literally had the reflection of. Since I know you're not my husband, we can't just keep having a sexual relationship because you're going to alter down there a little yeah. more permanently. <laughs> and because everybody isn't that big, I don't want to ruin sis down there for someone who's not even. That's my fair. Like, that's, that's fair. fair. That's that's true. I've had larger like pain is pleasures, big buddies. <laughs> And I don't want to, I don't want to just be on that all the time and you not be my husband. And then I get a normal size little buddy and now you can't, you can't satisfy me, although you're my husband, because I didn't been a little stretched out. I feel like you've been, there's ways to tighten it, tighten that back up. I'm not willing to risk it if I know for sure. That's fair. If he's not my husband, I'm, I'm cool. Be disappointed. That he ain't my husband, but I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah. We gonna be all right. That was literally my reflection when I stopped talking to that person. I remember talking to some of my married friends, like, I really hope my husband comes with a banger because he is the one that I'm going to compare everyone to going forward. <laughs> like, well. And I haven't had that. Lord answers prayer, so you'll be all right. We gonna see. Get your kegels going. Right. But if I was her, I'd have to get the surgery. Oh yeah. There's but she just she couldn't afford it. And your head game gotta be on. Cause if he can't get it from your your vahoo-ha, you gotta be able to slob the knob oh, at least. Imagine slobbing Buddy's knob. That's some stuff. Oh, right. Sounds ah. like your jaw's going to be hurt. That's not real. worth the experience. It's not like you need to uh, get it adjusted. So double lock. I get that thing wet. You just got to use your jaw, your hands. 
If you got big boobs, your boobs. <laughs> Get the oh, job done. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's you a lot. <laughs> so you're saying if your husband comes with a buddy and it's big, you're not going to ever attempt to figure out how to also slide not the knob? I, not what I said. It's not what I said, but you just went a little extra far. You got to. It's a buddy. <laughs> Gotta give it all up. I'm here wow. for it. Gotta give me the buddy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the men say, give me that Becky. I'm gonna start saying, give me that buddy. That's offensive. <laughs> I don't like that. You're starting your own <laughs> language over book. here. Our next book, if you'd like to join us, is going to be Kindred by Octavia Butler. So feel free to cop that book and start reading because that's what our next episode will be about. We're switching it up right now. I'm going to a different genre. Sci-fi. Any words? This is Alana's choice. I'm so excited. Alana, why did you choose this book? What'd you say? Why'd you choose this book? Um, So uh, long story short, I worked at uh, the front desk of this gym and it was super boring. So all I did was read. And stumbled upon Octavia Butler and read it and fell in love with a few of her books. So I was like, uh, definitely got to bring this to the podcast. It's different twists. Getting some sci-fi in there from Black perspective is awesome. So like your Harry Potters and such of Twilights of the world, but from Black perspective. So I'm super excited about reading reading some sci-fi from some, some Black authors. I'll probably have more. I'll probably have more. Well, we look forward to it. All right, everybody, go ahead and cop Kindred and tune in for our next episode. Gentlemen, make sure you leave those comments. We kicked the question to you all earlier. In the meantime, be safe, you all. Stay in. Cover your nose, your mouth. And I wish you all good buddies and best. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.